What's up, everybody? This is Wes Hoffman, and this is another episode of Wes Hoffman with Friends. First and foremost, I just want to say thank you to everyone who has been tuning in, and thank you for tuning into this episode. Um, I really just appreciate it. Anybody that's paying any attention to anything that I'm doing, <laughs> uh, I just it really means a lot to me. So thank you for listening to this episode. And if this is uh, if you're a new listener, and if you've been listening for a while, thank you for tuning in for a while. So uh, really appreciate it. Um, just wanted to give you guys a heads up. I am going to be putting out some new music soon. Um, it's been a while. I think it's been since June of 2019 since I put up my last song. And um, of course, haven't played a show all year in 2020 due to uh, COVID-19. <laughs> so uh, a couple months ago, I started going into my studio again and uh, writing and demoing a lot of songs. And I am going to go record two songs at Encapsulated Studios with Gabe Ussery. And I'm really excited about it. Uh, I really am putting my best foot forward with this music. And I've spent a lot of time working on it. A lot of time. Uh, probably more, more time than I have put into any other musical project and maybe even any other project, uh, creative project that I've done in the past. So um, be on the lookout for that. Make sure to follow me on Instagram. It's at Wesley Hoffman. Uh, to keep kind of uh, up to date on what's going to be going on with that. And if you do the Facebook thing, um, it's Wes Hoffman and Friends is my Facebook page. And I'm going to be dropping my podcasts and my music stuff. Pretty much everything is going to be any motivational videos, um, anything like that is going to be on my Wes Hoffman and Friends page. So um, I'm also going to be working on a website soon as well for like music and podcast stuff. So um, that's it. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. This episode is with Jenny Hill uh, from Yes Honey Studio. Uh, I saw something that she had been doing. This this studio has been popping up all over my Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And uh, as soon as I saw that it was Jenny behind it, I was like, I really want to talk to her and just kind of hear about <laughs> um, how she opened uh, this business and the studio in during the middle of a pandemic. So I'm really excited to share this episode with you guys. I hope you enjoy it. Um, as always, if you like it, uh, please tag, uh, share it on Instagram, tag myself at Wesley Hoffman and tag at Yes Honey Studio. Uh, thank you guys so much and enjoy this episode. What's up, everybody? Uh, I'm here with. <laughs> I just sounded like such a dork right then. <laughs> uh, what's up? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I'm here with Jenny Hill. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for for joining me. Thanks. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. So, okay. Um, uh, lots to talk about here. I um, I've known uh, you for a while. I don't know if you remember this, but we we met randomly at like a um, for Kate Pogue's birthday at Pat Connolly Tavern. Like, yes, we met a, met a few times. Okay, yeah, and and I don't know if you ever came to any of the Treehouse meetups. Um, I did, a, yeah, a couple. Okay, okay, yeah. So I I remember running into you, and um, you know, I've, I've always been a fan of like any anybody that's doing anything creative or. 
entrepreneurial in St. Louis. Um, but about a, like, I guess it's been two or three weeks ago now, I started seeing this, um, Yes Honey Studio pop up, like, all over my Instagram. Like, everybody, (laughs) yeah, everybody was, like, sharing stuff, and I was like, oh, that's, like, um, I just think of you in my mind as terrible friend, because that was your, like, yeah, and then lots of traveler stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, so, I mean, congrats on opening in the new business. Thank you. I'm like, really excited about it. I mean, even amid of everything going on, it's really, really exciting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, well, f- but first, before we kind of get into it, like, how, uh, you know, I've kind of been asking everybody this, like, how have you been doing with just the craziness of living in a pandemic right now? <laughs> well, we have had a lot going on, and um, I mean, just today, I don't know, it's like such a weird way to even like think about it because I just heard today of a friend who lost somebody to COVID um, who's like a St. Louis person and so I don't know it's hard like even saying this but within myself and my family we're doing really really good like aside from everything outside of my family going on and being terrible like within our home everything's really good we had our third baby in April oh congratulations um, April Thanks. Yeah. April 13th, like right when everything that was during that, like very first lockdown we had, we had her and, um, you know, it was really nice. And I feel like everyone who's had babies during this is saying this, but it's really nice because, um, you know, it was the most time I've spent home with any of my kids when they were born. So that was really good. And it was the first time my husband ever was home more than like a day or two after delivery. Cause we've had three kids and normally he goes right back to work. Um, so that was really cool, and we moved from Shaw to the Hill. Um, oh, okay. And so we have more space now, and we're now we're like, um, and we're taking all this stuff like super seriously. We're pretty, um, we're really not seeing anybody outside of work. But we moved to um, the same block as my sister-in-law and brother-in-law, and also my best friend Abby, who does like daily disco. I think you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm um, familiar with that. We like literally moved. Yeah, she's basically like my sister, and we moved on her block. So. It's really nice to, I don't know, we, like, made our whole world a lot smaller during all this stuff. And we, like, you know, luckily we've all been okay and healthy, even though my husband's a healthcare worker, we've managed. Yeah, it's like, um, I I know what you mean, though, by what you're saying, of feeling kind of weird saying it, because, like, I I feel the same way, like, um, I, I actually, like, so my family lives about an hour away in Illinois, and most of them... My mom and dad and both of my sisters um, have had COVID. Um, luckily, like, yeah, yeah. Luckily, they were fine. Um, like, they're over it now. But, um, but me personally, just living here in St. Louis by myself, um, I haven't really been affected. Um, I've been I've been taking it pretty seriously as well. Um, I haven't seen. I've, I've been working from home almost this, this entire time. Um, haven't had any like. Um, job crises or anything like you know i've had a job through the the whole the whole time through this and um so it's actually it feels weird because there's a little bit of guilt (laughs) when you're like oh well i'm doing just fine i'm doing okay it's like um happiness guilt it's like oh i'm I'm doing okay but i know that other people it has really um if they haven't gotten sick that people have lost their jobs um and all kinds of stuff so it's like i don't want to be toot my own horn that like i'm doing okay but that's just the truth of it. Yeah. It's weird. 
And I feel like you and I both like have so many friends in the restaurant industry, so that's been like really, really hard. Yeah, yeah. It's especially like this winter. Um, you know, I have done a little bit of like pat. I've went to several patios, and like I do order yeah. curbside, like fairly regularly. Um, I try to support people, but I know in the winter time, like it's it, this is just going to be a tough winter for people. Like, uh, you know, a lot of people have that like seasonal mood depression. I mean, shit. Like, I don't necessarily have <laughs> that, but. I don't like that the sun goes down at 4.30. Yeah, I think I have whatever the opposite of, like, seasonal affective disorder is. I've got that. Like, because I'm from Chicago, and, like, so these winters are so mild for me. But I actually get sort of – it's different now that I have kids, but it was really major before I had kids or when it was really, really nice out and, like, a beautiful day, I would get really depressed. I've always been like that. Wow, interesting. Um, I think it's because I – I, like, literally never stop. I do stuff all the time. And, like, back when I was, like, in my 20s in Chicago, like, I don't know. It was, like, the winter. It's really hard to, like, stay inside and work if it's nice out in Chicago because you get, like, I don't know, 25 nice days a year, like, really beautiful days um, that are on the weekends. Like, people just work so much there. So I think when it was nice, I'd feel this pressure to, like, relax, and I don't do well relaxing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, when it was cold out, you'd be like forced to stay inside and like, I don't know, it kind of forced me to slow down. It's weird. I can, I, <laughs> so can, I don't actually, I like the cold. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind. So I lived in Norway for like four oh, months yeah. in the dead of winter. Um, it, you know, so it was only four months, but it was during like the darkest, coldest time. Yeah. And um, I remember, you know, now kind of when I complain about the cold, I kind of remember like, I was in very negative degree weather, like yeah. <laughs> for a very, you know, like it hurts. It never like hurts in St. Louis. Oh yeah, yeah. It, this it hurt in Norway for sure, and and yeah, you I know, remember people like crying at the subway. In Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and in the winter in Norway, the sun doesn't really come up until in, in, like eight or nine o'clock, like eight thirty maybe, and it starts oh, going yeah. down at like three thirty. So it's like, it's, it's even crazier there, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, why were you in Norway? Uh, there was, I was dating, this was like, it's been like almost 15 years since I was there. I I had a girl, uh, a girlfriend at the time that was like studying over there and I decided to go over. I was like, oh, well this is like, oh, you know, she's going to be there for a whole year. I'll take a semester off. Yeah, it's like a once in a lifetime opportunity. It's really cool. Yeah, for sure. I really enjoyed it. Honestly, like, um, that's one of the only times that I've traveled like internationally and I was like 22 or 23 at the time and it, it totally changed. It just broadened my perspective, uh, so much on like how big the world is. Um, I feel like everyone at some point in their life, I think even earlier in your life, if you can try to just like go beyond the United States. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, my husband's traveled a ton internationally and I think, and he's a, he's a healthcare worker. And so I feel like he's a physician and I feel like that has really changed, like made me understand COVID a lot more too. And like what's going on now. Cause he's always talking about how like, you know, we're so privileged here, like in a way that like, he's like, if you haven't really like spent a lot of time in other parts of the world, it's hard to understand like how privileged we are here. Yeah, and he sort of like helped me understand this. Even we were like seeing it happening other places, and I don't know. It's just like 
he kind of like helped me like understand what was happening before it happened in a lot of ways. Yeah, I, I would, um, I agree with that. I definitely, we're super privileged here and there's so many things that we take for granted. Um, but yeah. I also think like us being such a big country, um, like, and being so capitalistic and consumer consumerism and all that, like in a place like Norway, it's a smaller country and there's like more of this feeling of like, uh, and I can only speak to Norway because it's the only other place I've like, yeah. been, but there's this feeling of kind of like, we're Norwegians and I want to take care of you and you want to take, there's this yeah. more of this feeling of kind of like unity here. It's kind of like. I'm not wearing a mask, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, there's, well, I, I don't want to. Like, you know, we've always yeah. just had free will to do whatever we want. Right, right. And that's a huge privilege. Like, um, but at the same time, I feel like in a situation like this, there needs to be a little bit more of like, okay, I'm, I know I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't love wearing a mask. I don't love wearing a mask no, and going to the grocery store. But like, I tell people at the studio, I'm like, it sucks, but I pretty much walk around all day telling people to like fix their masks. I'm like, it's, I'm not like enjoying this either, but um, yeah, it's crazy. It's for other people. Like, it's so that right. I don't get somebody it's else It's also sick. not that bad. No, it's really not that bad. I mean, it's kind of annoying. You, you forget it. Yeah, I mean, you at first I was forgetting it. And, like, um, now it's like I've just kind of adjusted to it. But, um, yeah. but, yeah, I'm glad to hear that you guys are doing well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so tell me, like, uh, how did... I'm really just interested. This is going to kind of go like a little bit like interview style because I'm really just interested in how the I whole idea for Yes Honey Studio, like how did this all come about? I know that's a really well, big I, question. <laughs> it was, I know I was thinking about that earlier because I was like assuming we were going to talk about that. And there's like sort of like two answers to it. One is like why I wanted to do it and like what my background is, which I, I can say, I mean, I can tell you all that, but I, I was trying to think of like, where did it actually come up? But it was like, I almost, I guess in March, it would have been two years ago. I was at Olio with, do you know, um, my friend, Abby Peskors? Yes. Yes. I know Dan and Abby very well. Yeah. I'm so glad we didn't start this business, but somebody should, when the pandemic's over, we wanted to open up like a bathhouse here, basically. Ooh. Like, uh, which in LA and like in, when I lived in Los Angeles, I went to the bathhouses, like the Korean spas and stuff like every, not every Friday night, but a lot of times we'd go like on Friday and it was really cheap and you would just like soak in all the tubs, like all these like tea, and they were crazy, all the like salt tubs and tea tubs. And it would be just these places. They were always like totally naked, which you, it's just what it is. So you do it and you're comfortable with it. And we were like, we should do that here in St. Louis. And we talked about it. And then we were like, we should really, really do it. And then we like sat down and, we were talking about it a lot and then we we're like, we don't really, that doesn't necessarily see, I mean, now with this, what's going on now, that would have been really. <laughs> oh yeah. Great, yeah. <laughs> and then I, we were talking about it and I was like, and then we could like also, you know, do, I kept talking about like branching off of it. We could do like fitness and all this other stuff. And then I went home. I don't know. We were kind of like, well, that maybe that's a more feasible idea than like the bathhouse kind of. Um, which I think like our biggest thing with doing the bathhouse would just be the enormous overhead. And it's hard to even think about stuff like that right now because uh, <laughs> it really wouldn't work. Right yeah. Now. But like back then, we like thought, two years ago, we thought it was like a really great idea. And then I like, I don't know, my husband and I always have been very like, well, if something's a good idea, we should do it kind of. And then I told him, I'm like, I think I should 
this evolution of it where I should just do like a fitness studio, not as like a secondary thing, but as a primary thing. And, um, he was just was like, that's a really good idea. You should write, write a business plan for it. So then we went on vacation to San Diego and I spent the whole week like making a business plan, um, which just shows like what I'm like, cause we were in San Diego and I spent the whole time doing <laughs> business plan. Um, and then he was like, no, that's a really good idea. And then we kind of like priced it out and everything and it seemed feasible. But the reason I really wanted to do it was because like it was I, the thing I was the most nervous about was really nobody in St. Louis knew me for fitness stuff, but that's been, I guess like the eight years before I moved here, that was what I did. Um, I did fitness in Los Angeles. I was a personal trainer at Gold's Gym in Hollywood, okay, which wow. was really fun. And then like at the big, like, like they had a tour bus that would come around and take pictures of all the, I'm doing the motion right now, but you can't see it, of all the big bodybuilders. Um, and there were like all these, like Fabio would work out there and all the, all the like huge, huge bodybuilders would work out there. So that was really funny. Did, and, did you ever see Arnold? Was Arnold ever there? I didn't, but I don't think he... He was in the Ventura one, and I don't think he actually went in anymore. Okay. But I did okay. see... There were these... Um, oh, my God. What is that show? I never watched it. Um, the like HBO show about all the dudes who were friends. Entourage? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I never watched that show, but those guys who it was based off of all worked out there. <laughs> like Mark were, Wahlberg and his like brother. Mark Wahlberg and then this really tall guy. They were not very nice, and I was like, they were very loud, and um, and like Ron Perlman was part of that circle. Oh, okay. And I was always like, God, these guys are so crazy. And then I like took a few months in there to be like, oh, this is like the original Entourage. <laughs> and anyway, so like working out there was just like so crazy, and I was a member of all sorts of different like fitness studios and yoga studios and dance studios. And I just like took classes all the time. And then I moved to Chicago and worked at Equinox as a trainer. And when I, I was in Chicago, I taught fitness at a few different like studios on the side. And, um, I don't know. It just like helped me meet a lot of like entrepreneurs and, um, really, I think both of those places I got to see some of like the best fitness sort of in the world. And I think the really cool thing, so basically I sat down and like designed my ideal workout and then we made a studio based off of that. And it's a dance fitness studio. Yeah. If people don't know. So it's like one thing that I thought was really unique about St. Louis in the fitness world is that like, and this is obviously like a gross over like exaggerate or overstatement, but most people, it didn't seem like every single person worked out here. It seemed like there were like, like the people that I saw at the fitness studios here were real in really, really good shape or like, worked out every single day like that was like like they were like their friends would be like oh our friend does fitness stuff or like when I lived in Los Angeles like everybody worked out like it would be super weird if you didn't have some sort of a fitness in your routine your daily routine same as Chicago like most people did something yeah and here I don't see that quite as much do you think that's a midwest thing like that like no because I saw it in Chicago like most people I knew did stuff a lot of stuff like maybe it's just because it was a big city um I certainly didn't see it in Chicago like I did in Los Angeles. And I don't necessarily think people were healthier in those places. It just was like, I don't know. I think it was just that there's more to part of it. it I don't think it necessarily fell on like the people that live there. I think it just felt with like accessibility to stuff. And, um, you know, you work in Chicago, it's like you work downtown and you take the L and like there's gyms on every corner and studios on every corner and a lot of, um, employers would pay for that sort of thing or have that as part of, or give you incentives to do stuff. Sure. Um, like I know square gives incentives to do, you know, 
health and things here, but not every company, obviously. Yeah, um, yeah. It's... Not, it's not like a negative on, on St. Louis, but it's really noticeable when you go to a lot of the studios because you see just like really super fit people at a lot of these studios. Yeah, that makes that makes. So sense. I was kind of like just trying to think like there's a huge market of people here who like want to be in a space working out and either like just haven't maybe thought about it or don't think that that's for them or they don't feel like traveling outside the city to do it because there's only a select number of fitness facilities like within the city. Um, so that was like one one part of it. And it's not like being like, you know, negative to anything in St. Louis. It's just something I kind of observed. Yeah, and yeah. Maybe it's, just, maybe it's not true, but that's kind of what I saw in the places that I was going. No, I think I that makes sense to me. And for some reason, I, f- I just feel like bigger cities and, and having grown up here for most of my life, like, um, yeah, I don't think it's definitely not the type of place where like everybody works out. Um, yeah. But I mean, me, like I've been I'm pretty active. You know, I've, I've been working out now for about a year, like almost every um, three or four times a week, you know, or at least during, yeah. during quarantine. I'm like. I have to get out and go for a walk for a while. Like I have to do something, but you know, um, it's hard for me to even imagine like that, not being a part of, I'm really big on like mindfulness and like meditation and like kind of like spirituality and stuff like that. And that kind of all ties in with like taking care of yourself, which is like, don't get me wrong. I'm, I don't eat super healthy. I'm vegetarian, but like I don't eat super healthy, but I'm like, I need to do something for my body. You know what I mean? Like, do anything like super i'm not i don't i don't really do anything that intense of any direction i'm pretty like middle of the road with everything that i do like i, I mean that's like part of the whole idea is that it's not like you don't have to like trying to like pr on something or like you yeah know, yeah be too intense about anything like it's just like the idea of like moving your body absolutely and, so, and in some circles when i talk about it i just say it's a dance studio and then in some circles i say it's a fitness studio it just depends on how you look at it and and um, I, i've definitely fallen into that trap before like i'm i'm a runner and i've ran like several half marathons and um i've always been i've always i got i fell into that like this summer i was like okay now i'm running really fast i want to run faster and i want to go longer for um you know i want to run farther faster and it kind of like sucked the fun out of it for me um yeah i i worked with like a life coach and he's really big on fitness and he kind of said what you said he's like wes it's just like just move your body like for 20 minutes a day get the blood flowing like get work up a sweat and like that's all you really need to do you don't have to like constantly try to like break your own records and stuff like that and that's actually made it like a lot of fun um and yeah, I don't know. And my it, husband and I are complete opposites. Like he won't work out if he doesn't have like an end goal. Um, but if he has an end goal, he'll work out really, really hard. Like he just ran a five, a little, I, I think it was just either, it was like just a five minute mile last Sunday. Oh, damn. Um, like he was trying, he had like five minutes and three seconds was his PR before that. And then he had, he, had, he like finally hit five. I think it maybe was slightly under five, but like in order to get that, he was like, he has a personal trainer. He has a running coach. <laughs> he had a crowd there. I mean, it's like crazy, and I don't like any of that stuff at all. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so we kind of, you know, so um, do you want me to like talk talk about what Yes Honey is? Yeah. Well, okay. So I'm curious. D- did you have the idea for it before the pandemic hit? Yes, we had okay. the idea of it like about 
a year before and then about it took us a really really long time to find a place like maybe that's maybe it's not i don't know what, what it, how long it normally takes to find a space but it took us about like eight months to find a space yeah um and which i think was good we were really um picky about it and then we found the woodward loss and then we took about six months to negotiate with them dang um and I think was getting it was that was really stressful because um, I at that point became like emotionally attached to it, which I know you shouldn't really, but I think it's good that we took that long to negotiate because we, for the most part, got everything that we wanted, um, and so then we signed the lease like right when the pandemic was starting like overseas, and we sort of knew it was going to be bad. We didn't know how bad it was going to be, but I think it's good that we went ahead and did it like. Because I don't know, I think it's the space is really pivotal to what we're doing, and like, like financially, if we had waited a year and spent way more on rent and all that, like, I don't know if it would have been any better. Yeah. So at any point, yeah. did you did you think like, okay, this pandemic is coming? Like, you know, people are hesitant about getting together in crowds. Did you ever have a moment where you were like? maybe we shouldn't do this or like doubting I mean, all? not really not so much i mean technically we, i was talking about that with some like restaurant people um or not even restaurants some like friends who own like coffee shops and, and little you know things like that like i don't even know what we would have we'd already signed a lease at that point so it wouldn't have been easy for us to just not do it i think if i had really gone to the landlord and been like i can't do this we could have done something but like you know what i mean it's not as easy as just being like i don't think we shouldn't do this anymore i don't know legally what you would you know what i'm saying like, yeah like it's, it's not that that easy to do i don't think yeah <laughs> um, so it was sort of a good thing to not even look at that as an option um i think there were a lot of reasons financially that we were at an advantage which is sort of a shitty thing to say but like starting fresh versus having an existing business primarily that when we like my, my husband's like a very, he's a surgeon. He's like very methodical numbers person. And um, so we just have this like budget that we look at constantly and stuff. And like, we really weren't projecting to be making money right now anyway. Cause we were, you know, at this point we were going to be like two months old. So, you know, obviously we're like not bringing enough people to be making money yet, but we also weren't projecting to be. So it's different than if we had already been making a lot of money and then like cut back to zero, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, we were really thinking, like, you know, let's look at this before the pandemic. It's like, yeah, by, like, a year in, it should be really, you know, kicking ass and filling the space and making, you know, starting to, you know, like, that sort of thing. So, like, we're, I don't know, I just in some ways that, that part makes it a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously, you know, we have our classes are limited to, like, six people now, um, which is by choice. We could fit a lot more. Um, but we we're limiting it to keep it really small. And that sucks. <laughs> yeah. And so, so you're like, so yeah, you have the in-person classes that people can come and like have a spot. And yeah. now is it like, do you stream let me, those? Let me explain what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Please do. <laughs> so it's a dance fitness. Is it, that was the other like big part of like why I wanted to do it is because it, so it's a dance fitness studio, but there's also this insanely talented and cool and like world-class uh, dance community in St. Louis. Like, that, I do not think that that exists in other cities like it does here at all. Um, I think in, like, L.A., I mean, a lot of the dancers here have gone back and forth to L.A. It's just different there. It's The gym that the gold that I worked at was on, attached to a 
a really famous dance studio that people would come from like japan it, it just closed recently because of everything going on which is really sad but um it's just you know it's like it's huge out there and in st louis it's like everybody knows each other but there's some really really famous dancers that have come out of st louis and they were really excited about the idea so that took a long time that took me like a year or eight months or something to like become known in that world um because i'm not a very good dancer um, so I sort of had to like do a lot of like showing up at different places um, to sort of be, gain respect, I think, of people in that community. Because uh, I would just show up, I'm like, you know, old and I was basically would like sit with the moms and be like, can't really dance, I don't have any kids. But, <laughs> um, but I got I got a lot of people on my like, you know, on, on the plan of what we were doing who were excited about it. And so yeah, so it's a dance fitness studio. And it took a long time and a lot of, like, analyzing of, like, what do we want to be? What do we want to offer? A lot of people are asking, like, are we going to offer yoga or personal training, which we don't do either of those. It's really just classes. And it's two kinds of classes. It's, you know, it's and we're the name is Yes, Honey, but we really focus a lot on this idea of, like, yes, like, say yes to things. Yeah, I like um, that. And so the classes are called Yes, Dan- or yes Move and then Yes, Strength. And yes, move is dance. And yes, strength is no dance. It's just strength training. Some of the teachers sneak in some dance, and it's really cool. And they can kind of tell too. If there's a class where it's all regulars, and they know that we go to the dance classes, they'll do more of those in the strength. Um, and then the strength, uh, the dance classes are they're they're all an hour long, but the dance every dance class includes like ten minutes of strength training. Um, and they have a really cool, there's a really neat structure to the classes. Like it's, it's a little hard to describe, but it's, they're pretty structured. Like they have at this many minutes in, you should be here at this many minutes and you should be here. But within that structure, like, it, like every class ends in essentially like a Shavasana, you at the end of every class, like laying on the ground and each, we do a lot of stretching. Like there's probably like 15 minutes of stretching within the entire class, um, and it's really cool because we've had so many people in there now. I'm so used to workout classes where people, like, leave at the end. Like, they'll be like, all right, we'll start stretching. People just, like, start looking at their phones and walking out. And the way that we do that, you, like, can't. Like, you don't really know when it's happening until you're, like, done with it. Hmm. Um, and so that's really cool. And so within that, then they can do whatever they want. So we've got all sorts of dancers. Um, and they can bring whatever style they want to bring. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And sometimes you don't know what you're going to get. Like, you can kind of tell which teachers are like what, but sometimes, like, if they're in the mood to do something different, they totally can. Um, but we have some teachers who do more of that than others. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so how do you how do you incorporate, like, the virtual um, so aspect of So that's that? the weirdest part because it's not something – it's doing really well, and it's really cool, and I think it's here to stay no matter – what happens with the pandemic, but that was the biggest hurdle for me because like four months ago, I was like, that's a whole nother business plan. I'm never going to do that. That's like something that's the part that I'm like the most insecure about because I don't enjoy, I don't like personally, I'm just not like, uh, like I got a a really nice camera to do it. And I was like, I'm going to play with this for like a month before we open and just like, you know, meet up with some of my photographer friends and learn how to take pictures. And it just like, isn't something that I'm going to do at all. And I never did it. Um, <laughs> and so like we have it set up and it works really, really well. And a couple, but a couple of the teachers are like more into that sort of stuff that I just don't enjoy the tech side of it. Like, I just want to be there with people in person dancing and stuff. But the really interesting thing about it is I, 
I can, I need to probably like look at the numbers or do a survey, but I would say I'm guessing half of, I don't know, maybe 50-50 are doing it because of COVID and the other half, well, there's probably, of the people in St. Louis, there's probably a 10, 10% are people from outside of St. Louis who are doing it, um, which is really cool. Yeah. And then the other people in St. Louis, I think only half of them are doing it virtual because of COVID. Okay. Like the other half are just like, I mean, like self-described like introverts or don't want to dance with people and um, I don't know, like they just really like it and like doing it at home. Yeah, well, or I they have kids and can't, you know. I would think so that this that's is sort of like the blessing in disguise because I think it's really cool and I think it's something we should offer. I don't think it's something we'll get rid of. And then it helps me pay the instructors because so basically the instructors show up. Like today we had one class where zero people came and I do a pretty good job. Like I sit and sort of watch who's filling in the classes. So if you've taken a class, like you'll get a notice or a text from me if nobody else is in your class and I'll be like, are you comfortable doing it alone? Which we are comfortable with someone doing it alone. But a lot of times people will be like, oh, I'd rather do it with people. So they might go to the time earlier or later. And so if there's like this last class of the day today, we had no people signed up for um, and part of it, who knows why, like with the class before sold out, it's, it's random. So that class, um, that teacher, I wanted to do when they're doing the filming, we, we get much more creative and we, cause we are like, if somebody doesn't like the filmed thing, there's like 20 other ones and we are trying to upload a couple a day or at least one a day. And so they can just like flip to a different one. Um, where if they come to the studio, we really want them to have this like packaged, you know, thing that we've created. Sure. So like tonight, the woman the teacher Taylor showed up and I was, they have to wait until the exact minute the class starts because we do get walk-ins, but when nobody, nobody shows up then our front desk person pulls out a camera and starts filming and like Taylor brought heels with her and she did a class where halfway through she was barefoot and then halfway into it, she put heels on and did the second half. Oh, that's cool. Which like, that's something I, unless maybe down the road we would, but we're primarily, we're not going to have that as a, something we'd offer in studio. Yeah, yeah. We're really keeping the studio because there's so many, like, so many people are like, oh, you should do, like, people constantly ask me to do, like, kids' classes or just other, like, more advanced or more beginner. But I go through this mindset that, like, every, anyone should be able to do any one of our classes. Like, um, there's this dancer that I know in St. Louis, and I just looked at our schedule, and we have, like, we have basically have a really good dancer coming to the studio tomorrow to take a class, which is really cool to me. Um, but she should be able to take a class with a beginner. And the instructor should be able to teach to all levels. Yeah. Because the goal is to just move and have fun and sweat, not to, like, master a dance. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. I like that mentality a lot. Because, like... And I'm very open. Like, we have no non-competes. The teachers can teach whoever they want. And, like... That's cool. Um, Like, I know this woman, Taylor, who teaches... Does heels dancing. She was one of the Rams cheerleaders when they were here. She's awesome. And, like, she... If she had a following that really wanted to take a heels class, like... We, you know, we could maybe do, like, a special thing sometime, but I'm also, like, you can go take her heels classes at one of the... I'd like, love to, like, support the other dance studios around. There's, like, plenty of places to do Yeah, heels. that's really cool. That's Yeah, so, I like that kind of collaborative, like, cooperative, hey, you know, you you don't have to just, like... It's not every man for himself, like, it's... Right, well, <laughs> like, we have a woman named Tessa who teaches ballet, but she also teaches at dance or Ashley Lane dance company or whatnot. I think that's what's the official name, but like she's doing our program here. And I think she actually has been doing a lot of like hip hop and other stuff in her classes. But if somebody was like a, her fan, I'm like, you should definitely go take her ballet there. Like that's the studio to go do that at, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. 
Yeah, I was going to say, like, I think that that, you know, with things like Peloton and I saw this thing called Mirror the other day where like, yeah, well, I want, I want one of those you know, it, that seems like <laughs> a really big thing now is people, um, you know, doing these fitness classes and, and stuff like that remotely from home, like with a trainer virtually. So um, I think, it, yeah, I think yeah. it's definitely onto something, <laughs> especially since we like can't go anywhere. I just like did what I wanted to do because. I probably should have done like a survey, but I literally am just like, I've worked out probably more than anybody I know. I'm a nut about it. So I pretty much went with what I liked and we're not doing any, I don't know what you would call in the, in our programs that we use, they call, um, like they have a virtual thing and then they have video on demand and we only offer video on demand. So there's never a time where you would like sign up for a class and take it live. It's all on demand. Yeah. 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 And that's just like me. I've taken a lot of those virtual classes and they're great in certain circumstances. Like I have a really good friend named Shay here who's a personal trainer and he does a lot of like live virtual ones, but he'll like look at what you're doing and correct you and really be doing a program with you. Um, where I've done some like classes at studios around town where I've done like a live, there was one I did and I like didn't think about it and I turned my video on and I like was the only one with my video on. Like no one else had their <laughs> Zoom. And I was like, well, now I'm in it and I'm committed. And then, like, it just annoyed me that nobody else put theirs on. I'm like, are they even doing it? I looked like an ass. <laughs> hey, I, but, I think then, it's awesome that you followed through on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, like, gone, I went on and watched a lot of, like, I think there was a really big detriment to the fitness industry when people started doing live Instagram workouts. Yeah, when this yeah, all started. yeah, yeah. And everybody in the industry was like, stop doing that. Like, stop you're devaluing yourself like don't give away stuff for free um but i went on to like you know soul cycle and barry's boot camp and places that have like so many 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 thousands of um you know patrons and clients and stuff and i was like they'd have like barry's who's like one of the biggest or if not the biggest fitness like class in the country they'd have like 33 people watching their live videos like yeah. 10 or 20 minutes into it I'm like, that's nothing. Like, I'm, there's no way I'll get people to, like, sign in when we're doing stuff and do it live. Yeah. I like the on-demand thing a lot better. And, you know, because not everybody's schedule. You know, some people like to get up and work out first thing in the morning. Other people, like, don't like to do it until later in the evening. And, like, um, yeah. it's just, it would be really, I think, making, you're making it more, way more convenient for people. That's for sure. Yeah. And so our other thing is our pricing, it's not, I think we're pretty middle of the road. It's like basically around $20 a class. I think it's like, there are all these different packages, but if, it, if you just walked in and did a single class, it's $22, but most people are doing packages. So it gets between like 18 and $20 to do a class. Um, and then we have like a monthly that's $120 okay. um, for unlimited. Uh, but most people are doing the class packages, but so it's, it's not like cheap, but it's not too expensive. Um, it's somewhere in the middle. But then our virtual is $18 a month. So it's like most people, if they have the drive to do it, can afford 18 a month. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Like that. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. So that's like my real. Yeah. And so like, and also at 18 a month, I was like, we don't have to make this like, I don't have to sit and edit and have every video perfect. Like some of them, the sound's not great. Some of them it's better. Um, but it's like, like you get like, I don't know, 20 videos for $18. It's and we're local and we're, doing the best we can oh yeah that's that's it definitely got like a little diy feel to it incredible but value like, yeah we can't we can't be peloton or obey or one of these like huge companies that's doing sure 
but sure. it's, it is pretty good. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I think I, I, when I saw, I saw a couple of my friends post that they were doing the virtual stuff and I was like, that is pretty cool. Um, so, yeah. so tell me like, do you, you know, I myself am an entrepreneur or like, I mean, right now, now I have a full-time job and everything, which has been nice during COVID, but, um, <laughs> you know, uh, having be, being a person that, uh, started something from the ground up and kind of like rode that wave for a while. And I know that you have, um, Lonesome Traveler, which is another business, um, as well as this, like, have you always, do you feel like you've always been this type of person that like wanted to create your own thing or like, you know, is, is your family entrepreneurs and business owners yeah, as well? I like a lot of it's like family stuff. I, I, well, I've not always been entrepreneurial. It's more that I've always done sales or been on commission. Um, like I remember it's definitely a family thing. Like my parents were very much like, especially my dad was very much like, you should be working for yourself if you can. Um, and he always worked for himself. And I remember when I like got out of college, I got a job and I was like really proud of myself because it was a salary job. And my dad was just like, well, why would you do that? Like you should be out. Like I thought it was so much better than being hourly. But my dad's like, it was a small business. And he was like, you know, for your salary, there, there's no way for them to like not take advantage of you. If you're hourly, you can like clock in every hour. And I, you know, and then I got, he like really pushed me to do like sales type things that were commission based. Cause, and then I found too that like, if you were working commission and sales, like, um, luckily I was always in like design sorts of jobs or, um, I was like, I sold lighting basically for a long time, but I found that like, if you, if I did, if I sold enough that I could pretty much do what I wanted to do, um, which I liked that freedom a lot. Yeah. Like I remember we had one place we had like a pretty strict dress code and like, I don't know. They just didn't make me abide by. <laughs> you were selling enough. Yeah, if you're <laughs> number like, one. I, I'm really not good. I don't do very well with authority, um, and I think that that I don't know. Like I hate saying like I wouldn't be a good employee, but I think it's like for a reason that I just don't. I I do better on my own, kind of. Yeah. I also have a very hard time with the set set strict. I'm very scheduleized, but I don't do well with like the same schedule every day. Sure. So that's where like being in sales was always easy for me. Like I actually think if you like want to be an entrepreneur, doing something where you have like a base salary plus commission is like a really good intro way to that. It's like unglamorous it might as it might be. Yeah, yeah. Because even being a personal trainer for a gym, you're basically running your own business. Like mm-hmm. there, you know, you're you have to generate your own sales and be comfortable talking about money and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I have done the same. I had tons of sales jobs. Um, uh, I've done the base plus commission thing. And, um, but I agree like both of my, both my grandpa, um, both my grandfathers were self-employed, um, for their whole lives. And then, um, my dad worked on a farm, worked on my grandpa's farm. So, um, he was self-employed and, um, my mom was even an independent contractor, um, for a long time. So I do think that it's something that like, um, you know, where a lot of us are taught growing up, like, you know, you go to school and get a job and stay like the old paradigm of like, go to school and get a job and hold on to that job for dear life and let them like take yeah. care of you and like get your 401k, like, and, and you graduate, you know, you retire with a gold watch and all that, like those days, yeah. they still exist. Jobs like that still exist. And there's people that I know people that have been at their jobs for, you know, that are my age that have been at their jobs for 15 years. But, 
Um, I think that like we just, the world is just so different now and there's so many different ways that you can make a living and, um, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. But my grandpa who is like pretty much my biggest role model, um, and I was really, really close with my grandpa. Like he's from Poland, a first generation Polish Jew. And like, I'm a hundred percent Jewish. And like, I do think like that paradigm wasn't ever really in my family. Like he came over here and started a business and then pretty much all of his kids started businesses. Yeah. And, That's um, cool. So I didn't really grow up with that idea of like, like I do, my husband's family is from here in St. Louis and there's a lot of like, he has an uncle that worked at AB, I don't know how long, his whole life. I think there's a lot of that in St. Louis, especially with Anheuser-Busch and other companies like that. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. Totally agree. Yeah, and that's okay. Um, it's just like, I just, having been a person who kind of like, I lived under that paradigm for a really long time, and then like, I started my own thing, and like, you know, now I'm like, I have a full-time job, but it's like, you can always go back, and, and there's no one solid way of like, doing things. Um but yeah. I'm really glad that I did the like entrepreneurial thing for a while. And I think that eventually I will do something like that again. And, yeah. um, but it's, and it's really, I mean, I probably learned more in the five years that I, um, was self-employed and doing that about business, about relationships, sales, um, accounting like I've learned so much about all that stuff than anything I ever learned in school <laughs> yeah I just no, learned so I much also, more from we were, that I was in the conversation with a friend the other day I do think college is really important yeah I know, I know there's sure. people who are like less into that these days but I think it's really important I, some storm I'm curious what it'll look like in the future but yeah it's interesting like it's I never graduated. Um, I did go, but my way was, I just was, I was always working through college. Um, yeah. And I, and I always had a job. I think I'm just thinking about this now because I have kids and I'm like, they're going to college. Yeah. Yeah. If I had kids, maybe I'd think differently, but <laughs> I think it's a good thing. It's a good transition into like, you know, I don't, it's hard for me to see 18 year olds like immediately in like working. That's mostly what I mean. Yeah. It's like a good I just think it's so hard to get a job now. It, it is, yeah. It like, is. I mean, my brother's always been, like, a waiter. He's owned two restaurants, but he's also, like, waited tables a lot, and he's a sommelier and stuff like that. And he would always tell me, like, going into waiting jobs, like, because he didn't have a college degree, and he would always just be like, if I had any degree, he's like, sometimes you're up against other waiters. That, like, he's like, if I just had, like, a four-year degree of some kind, it yeah. would have, like, bumped him. Yeah. Ahead. Even after, like, owning multiple restaurants and stuff like that. That's crazy. That's because yeah. I feel like for me, even though I don't, I don't have a college degree, like my experience has always, um, helped me like, and it's never come up like for, for me, yeah. it's just, it's never come up as like, Oh, well we see you don't have a degree. Like, but I mean, I've, I've also always, I mean, it's not like I'm trying for like VP of operations or anything right, like that. Obviously, like, like I, have, I have a lot of friends who don't, I just think I'm thinking would it like what I would have my kids do. Yeah. But I do think the years of like going to like Ivy League or like Big Ten schools, I went to a Big Ten school. I don't think that's, I think even just like Umsel or something is, you know, there's so many good, cheaper communities. I have so many friends in Chicago who have degrees from um, the Art Institute who are like literally $150,000 in debt still at like 40. It's, it's, yeah. it's criminal, I think. That yeah. They take that kind of money from kids who don't understand what that kind of money is. Yeah. I, I didn't understand money until I was like in my mid twenties. I don't think as sad as that is. Yeah, I mean, I've I still <laughs> I still like I'm I'm still figuring that out. <laughs> but yeah, but like you don't know at eighteen that you're never gonna make 
that much money as an artist. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. You know, yeah. so to take that money from, like, kids is, like, insane. Or have them get, like, student loans for, you know... It's just crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. It and I, I am a big. I do want to say like I am a big um, advocate for like always learning. Like I'm always yeah. re- reading, and you know, with the internet now, like anytime I don't, anytime somebody says something that I made it a habit several years ago that anytime someone's talking about some something that I don't know or I don't or I hear a word yeah. that I that I what's the meaning of that word? I immediately look it up, and um, yeah. I think it's like it's almost just it's so easy and so quick to do. And like we're I, in a way it's crazy how yeah, I think you're fast very work. like that. Like you're very, uh, I don't know if I'm as good at that. I feel like I'm sort of a master of none. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm like sort of okay at a lot of things, <laughs> but like, you're like, I don't know. Like I, I should be better about that stuff. No, I mean, I, I just, um, I don't think it's, I'm not saying my way is the right way. I'm just saying it's really yeah. easy to learn things and like on, on YouTube and stuff now. Um, it's really easy to figure out how stuff works and, um, how to, how to repair stuff, how to do stuff, yeah. like even stuff in history, like, you know, Wikipedia is so, it's just, I don't know. The internet is just so valuable, invaluable in that way, almost like that we can just look up things in the past and, and immediately know them. And, um, yeah, it's it's crazy. Well, and that's like even with like yes, honey, it's been a thing. Like we don't have we have instructors teaching who, um, like have different. I don't know. I think it surprised some people in the fitness. I did not hire a single fitness instructor. I hired only dancers, um, and I'm being pretty strict about that. That we're not hiring. We're only hiring dancers because like some of them we've got like. Like Nikki, who is one of the ones who helped me with the whole idea, she is a personal trainer and is like, you know, has a background in personal training too, but she's primarily a dancer, or like first and foremost was a, was a dancer. And cause I'm like, any, I cannot believe that I was allowed to personal train with the certifications that I have. Like it's, it's embarrassing to think about how little I knew when I started training. <laughs> um, like I moved to Los Angeles, you know, I paid a bunch of money, got a certification because I took a test um, and then moved out there and started training people. And then I did become, like, one of the top trainers at that gym. But, like, I remember a year or two in, I was just asking my clients. Like, I had this one OBGYN, and she was, like, one of my best clients and a really good friend of mine. She was, like, a 65-year-old or 63-year-old doctor. And I was, like, what was I doing those first sessions with you? And she's, like, you were great. And I was, like, there's no way that I could have been good at all. (laughs) But, But, like, you don't need, like, those certifications, like, don't necessarily mean very much. Um and that's it. like, there's obviously like, if you are a personal trainer, you need to be certified. And if you are marketing yourself as that, you need to get the cert. So like the certifications are super important if that's what you're doing, but yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean that you're good at it. That <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree. I would agree with that with like, uh, you know, um, you can be with a lot of different things, but I think I, I agree with what you're saying. Like if you're doing those things, like. And you don't, you need the experience, not just at saying on paper that you know what you're doing. Right. Right. And, and on the flip side of that, like you could be a really good cook and just kind of have a knack for it and cook all the time and be a really good cook and not have any kind of degree. And, you know, I mean, that's like my brother. He's literally owned two restaurants. He's like unbelievable, but he's has no culinary background at all. Now he does because he's a small, he's like passed the Somalia test. But before that, he you know, he's more of just an entrepreneur and and what he was doing. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. And like, even, you know, um, I, I, I work with a coach, like, 
I, I still need to get over this. I don't like the word life coach, but like I, and I've done some, some of my own coaching as I well. Say, haven't you done life coaching too? I, I have. And, um, career coaching, life coaching. And like one of the things that I, that's interesting to me about that is you can get a certification and go through a class and like, you know, and not have any clients and never really done it before. But like somebody like me, I don't have a certification, but like I've, I do a lot of like self-educating and a lot of my own work on my own life. And I'm like, you know, and that's the same thing as my coach. He's, I mean, he has like a certification that someone just kind of gave him, but I yeah. talked to him because he has a lot of the experiences that, um, and, have, you know, we just kind of connect in that way. And he, ha- he doesn't have, a, I don't care if he's certified or not. It's like, I just right. want to talk to him about what he, you know, I'm into, I, his approach and the things he's going to talk to me about are going to be way more valuable than, than somebody that just, uh, well, I need to go to this person cause they have a certificate. You know what I mean? Right. Like stuff like, like that. Like I sort of had to coach some of my some of the dancers like totally know the strength stuff and some of them don't at all. It's only them were like I do not want to be teaching strength. They still have to teach ten minutes of it, so I had to like teach them how to do that. But once a lot of them got over the fear of doing it, like they know they can isolate every single muscle in their body and know what every muscle is. Like they're so smart about their bodies. Wow. Um, they're like proprioception is insane. So I was like, you guys know how to do this. Just do ten minutes of what you would do on your own. And then like once they got over that hurdle, they're like phenomenal at it. Yeah. So tell me about like, um, do you, uh, like, you know, something that we're kind of like touching on it a little bit. So I wanted to like talk about this. Do you have any, like anything that you do to help with like your mental? Cause I, okay. Being an entrepreneur myself, like there's a lot of struggles and a lot of doubt of like, why am I doing this? This isn't working today. Like, is this ever going to get better? Um, have I made, (laughs) have I just made a bunch of mistakes or have I just gotten lucky? Like, you know, the imposter syndrome, like a lot of times comes yeah. out or just like a lot of self doubt and, and there's days when it's like not working. Do you do anything with like your mental health? Um, like, do you do any meditation or anything like that to kind of like help you pull through? I mean, mostly just like this, that that's essentially what this whole thing is, is like, I was doing all this stuff before. Um, like I, I mean, I don't know if this is like the healthiest thing, but I pretty much probably could, even when I was pregnant, I worked out every single day. Um, like sometimes twice a day I would do like cardio and then strength like every day of my life. And so I think a lot of people like wanted to tap into that because I just have such discipline. Um, and I think a lot of people are interested in it too, cause I don't necessarily like do it to lose weight or to look a certain way. And so I have so many people like asking me about it. So that, that mainly is it. I do have like a pretty, um, like I don't, I don't do, I'm, I don't know what you like call it as an adult, but it, I always joke that I'm like straight edge cause I'm not, I've never had any like major battles of like alcoholism or anything like that. But I haven't drank now in like six years. Oh, wow. um, I don't do any, any substances at all other than caffeine, um, which I'm very strict about that. And I do think like the one place I sort of let myself lean into my addictive personality is through working out because I think it's like, you know, if you have to have something, it's like the best one to have. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know, like to me, it's really just like, that self-care of like spending time on yourself and your body. Yes. Um, and I think that for me, I, I didn't hear like a couple of people were like telling me like, we're like, Oh, does that like, we're surprised. Like, does Jenny do fitness and stuff like that? Um, because I don't like, if you look at my like terrible friend account, I never mentioned like what I eat or fitness advice or nutrition advice. Like I don't ever, ever talk about that stuff. And we pretty much have that as a rule 
with the studio. Like, we'll have people come with their, like, Fitbit or Apple Watches and, like, count their calories during their Yes Honey classes. And if they post that, I won't share it, mm. which I don't mind if they do. But I won't. We don't do any talk of, like, goals or body. That's really cool. Uh, like, nothing at all about that. So for me, that's, like, my biggest, like, mental battle is, like, I don't know. And so it's really cool for me because I've been doing this stuff for so long and now I can do it like with friends. But um, yeah, it's just this idea of like staying, caring about yourself, caring about what you do and um, and not tracking it. Like for me, my goal is always like try to stay off the scale. Um, you know, I'm not like I have a scale and so I'll get on it once in a while, but not like doing anything too obsessive. Yeah. Um, uh, so, and I don't know, I do, I do think that, like, I'm I'm very into, like, meditation, and but a lot of that's really, really hard for me, so I always talk about how just this idea of, like, moving collectively together, this, like, joy of movement together, whether or not that's virtually or physically in a space with people, like, it's, there's certain classes that we have, some of them aren't as much, but, like, uh, Phoebe or Taylor or, or Nikki, some of our instructors do a lot of choreography, and when you're trying to follow along, like, that's one of the only times that I can, like, not think about anything else outside of there because you have to follow what they're doing yes and so i like sort of call it like forced meditation it, yeah it's just like you're you're in the moment you're present in the in the moment and you're not in the moment's an hour like it's not 10 minutes it's like you have to sit and think about that stuff for a long time yeah you can't you you can't oh, you almost can't focus on anything else because no you're like then you're then you're gonna look sort of silly i mean i always <laughs> think you won't look silly there but like if you just face out you'll be like the only one not moving yeah so, yeah versus like running sometimes i would go running or so I, we have a Peloton. I'd like do that sort of thing. And like halfway through, I'm like, gosh, I really need to just go do this email because I like think about it so much. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. And one thing, the thing that you, that I feel like really hit the nail on the head for me is like, I've, um, is just like that self-care and doing something for yourself. And I feel like, um, that's something that's, has been huge for me over the last year is, um, just kind of that paradigm shift of, um, you know, uh, for me in the morning, it's uh, not always my workout, but like meditation and reading, like I wake up and I get my coffee going. And yeah. be before I do anything with work, like before I talk to anybody or answer a text or take a phone call, like I've taken 10 minutes to meditate and 20 minutes to read a little bit and like have yeah. some time for me. And then it's like, I'm ready to face the day. Like I've taken, I've kind of like, and that you know, does got a lot harder. Like I've, when you say that, it's like a little hard to like connect with that because when you have three kids, it's like you don't get that time at all. Yeah, I know so, what you. I like, can imagine. <laughs> I, like, mine's, I would love to do that stuff in the morning, but mine's like you really have to like etch out time in your day. You do. It's and it's important. It's you know. I, I just felt like for a long time I wasn't even doing that. You know, I don't have any kids. You know, so we but. also do these like calm events. I don't know if you saw that. We've done two so far. We're, it's a, those are the hardest thing to do with the pandemic, but they're these like meditation events. Oh, that's cool. And, um, they're an hour long meditation in the group and they're awesome. They do them later at night. We turn off all the lights and have candles and they're almost no movement. And it's just an hour of guided meditation. And that was really important to me too, because I got certified to teach yoga when I lived in Los Angeles and it was a really hard thing for me to connect with, like the whole Eastern practice and that you know it was like doing a lot of stuff that I didn't really feel that comfortable myself personally like wasn't connecting to mm -hmm. in the yoga world um and 
so this is really cool because I look at meditation in our setting is like exercising your brain. Yeah. Muscle. Yeah. Um, and I like it's they're they're really hard to explain because we also let each instructor who does it. We've had two different people. We had my friend Shakira do the first one and Tiala, one of our other teachers, do the second one. And they're each so different. Um, like Shakira was like singing during it, and Tiala had us doing a little, little bit of like um, sort of like body very slow body movement and um like i don't know so it's it's not it almost feels like less we didn't have any props so we didn't have any um i don't know if i don't know so it's hard those are really hard to describe you just kind of have to go to one yeah i i well but, i'm definitely interested now <laughs> yeah it's just this idea that like meditation can look sporty and it can look hip and doesn't necessarily need to be like look like oh yeah well i mean that's that's my thing too it's like when i talk to people about meditation like i don't have i i don't sit like cross-legged i don't you know i've usually i'm usually just sitting on my couch and i put some like ambient music on in the background on youtube and i light some incense and like that's it like i you know it's not this like thing where like I have a robe and a pillow that I sit on exactly. and I'm like master splinter from the Ninja Turtles I tried like, that so levitating hard like I had a meditation coach and everything and I tried really hard and I think I, I enjoyed it a lot but it just felt like I was like faking it a little bit more sure. but it doesn't need to be yeah. like I know my husband like has what he would call like meditation before he does his surgery days and I think it looks you know different for everybody yeah absolutely absolutely well jenny this was fantastic i we talked for a really long time um (laughs) (laughs) i would love to um i mean congratulations on like your new baby and opening this studio and everything like um how if people want to follow along how can they find uh where can they find you online and if they want to sign up for classes and all that we're on we're on Facebook and Instagram um, and TikTok. I personally just like Instagram the most, and, and I'm like loving the TikTok. So stuff is so fun too. But it's um, at yeshoney.studio on Instagram, and awesome. then Facebook too. It's just yeshoney studio, um, and then our website also is yeshoney studio. Um, but even if you go to our Instagram yeshoney.studio, it'll link you to our our website. And um, First class is $10 for anybody who wants to do it. We oh, have, cool. We're really transparent about stuff. The virtual is a monthly thing of $18 a month. They can cancel at any time. We also offer a single month, so people could just try it out for one month, too. Yeah, that's awesome. That's so cool. There's well, no, like, everything's, like, we're sort of like the anti-gym. It's, like, super easy. If they want to try if they want to try class and $10 is too much, they can message me, and I'll let them do one for free, too. We're really just, like, you know, inviting and yeah. sort of, like, no, no, everything's super super easy yeah and they can if, if they do email or dm that all goes to me okay like i'm personally very rarely teaching only if they need me to um so i pretty much just like handle all the social media and all the back end stuff yeah that's awesome well i love what you're doing um i'm so glad that i got to um like catch up with you and and kind of like share your story about this a little bit so thank, thank you. you yeah thank you so much for like joining me and um yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to get this up uh, published uh, up and going tomorrow. Oh, cool. Sweet. So, yeah, awesome. awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, anything else? <laughs> no, just that, I mean, really just that people, I, especially if people are listening who have been coming, like I'm so thankful to people who have like, 
either been like trusting us and trusting our safety measures. Like we do six person classes. The windows are like wide open. So people wear sweatshirts, masks on. I harass people if their masks are not on correctly. So like, I just like very thankful to people that have like gone outside their comfort zone, both in like safety and also just like dancing in front of people. Like I just am really appreciative of, and for the people who are like, my husband said something the other day that really stuck with me. He's like, even if people haven't come in or haven't signed up or haven't done anything, bought anything to support us, he's like, it's still lifting people up to see something new in St. Louis. It, for sure. And for sure. That made me feel like way better about what we're doing. That is one of the reasons why I, I wanted to talk to you. I was like, oh, holy shit. Like this, this is like a new thing. And you know, it's like, we're seeing some things go the opposite way with some businesses right now. And so it was really encouraging to see that you're opening this place up and that it's like, it, it seems like it's thriving and it's like a unique concept and everything. So congrats. I'm, I'm really, thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm happy for you. And, um, and yeah, thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Yeah. Have a great rest of your night and, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs>